1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial, and I'm Patrick Teo. Remember the 500 million US dollars 1MDB lent to Petro Saudi? It turns out that 82 million Swiss francs from the total amount was diverted to Goodstar by way of Tariq Obaid, co-founder of Petro Saudi. And the rest of the money vanished. Defence lawyer Shafi Abdullah still isn't finished questioning Sharul Halmi. He had told the judge he expected to finish his cross-examination more than two weeks ago. Today, Judge Colin asked Shafi how long he had left with the witness. Halfway through? Three quarters through? The judge's dates were filling up. Shafi said he was more than halfway done, but they haven't come to the tanor part of the questioning. He continued to say that this particular witness, Sharul, would take a while, as he was the CEO of 1MDB. Every sentence of his witness statement was a loaded one. There were a lot of documents to go through, and it doesn't seem likely they would finish by next week either. Sharul took the stand again this morning, and Shafi continued pressing him on 1MDB's 500 million US dollar loan to Petro Saudi. Sharul did not agree with the lawyer's assessment that the money was sent to Petro Saudi early because he was pressured to, but it was because fugitive businessman Joe Lowe had suggested it. You see, 1MDB had nine months to decide whether or not to give PSI the loan. There was no need to rush at all. Referring to an email from Tariq Obaid, who was the co-founder of Petro Saudi, Shafi told Sharul that of the 500 million US dollars 1MDB loaned the company, 82 million Swiss francs had made its way to Tariq's account and eventually into Goodstar Limited. Goodstar, as we now know, was Joe Lowe's company and not a subsidiary of Petro Saudi, as Sharul was told. For Shafi, the documents clearly showed that the money 1MDB sent was not going to be used to invest in GDF Suez, the French energy company. But Sharul disagreed. Based on the documents, he could only conclude that a sum was being diverted from the investment into GDF. Do you think these documents showed that Tarek was working with Joe to divert the money? Shafi asked. The witness deflected the question by saying that he was in no position to draw conclusions or infer Tarek's motive for diverting the funds. And what about the rest of the funds transferred to Petro Saudi? No one knows, not even Sharul. Shafi continued questioning Sharul on the 82 million Swiss francs that had gone into Tariq's account. This time, he presented the witness with bank documents from JP Morgan and RBS Couts in Zurich. Tariq had told both banks that the transfer was meant for a joint investment project with Saudi royalty.
Sharl, however, said he had never seen those documents before. Shafi presented him with another document, directing him to the phone number printed on it. Do you know whose number this is? Shafi questioned. It might be Tariq's number, Sharl answered. You can try calling it. To that, Shafi said, I doubt anybody would answer. Shafi brought up emails between Tariq and Petro-Saudi director Patrick Mahoney. The lawyer said the email was disclosed by Javier Justo, the Swiss whistleblower. In the email dated August 7, 2010, Patrick informs Tariq that he had had a meeting with Joe and the two had come up with a list of things to tell Najib. Among them was to ask the former PM to urgently invest another 500 million US dollars with Petro Saudi and to omit that 1MDB had lost 500 million US dollars through their investment with Petro Saudi. When asked if he was aware of the loss, Sharo said he did not know which money they were referring to. He did not feel comfortable answering questions about it since he had no personal knowledge. This is where Judge Collins stepped in and told Shafi to move on as the witness was not privy to the information. But the lawyer pressed on, asking one more question. From the email, the conversation was trying to cover up and mislead the Prime Minister, Shafi prodded. Yes, the witness said. Before concluding his cross-examination for the day, the judge made sure that all parties kept to 6pm instead of adjourning early, Shafi brought up Sharul's performance as CEO at a board meeting in 2011. The board concluded that he had exceeded expectations in his role. Yep, the witness who, in the trial, has so far claimed ignorance on many issues or said he was just following Jolo's instructions, was rewarded with a hefty increment that took his salary from 80,000 ringgit to 90,000 ringgit. The judge then called time on proceedings to be continued tomorrow. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. The team behind the Najib Razak 1MDB podcast are Revati Supamaniam, Yapik Kwan and Yvonne Lim. Timothy Acharyam provided additional reporting. And I'm Patrick Teo.